When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Inside Purple and Gold. I think one of the hardest things, and this is maybe irrational thought, but like one of the hardest things for this team is it would be helpful if they could talk to themselves. Obviously, Bar's on gone, and we talked about feeling, yeah. but if you could like talk yourselves into like you get one more year out of them, right? Because you'd be like, well, if, if Thielen kind of starts the year as the incumbent too, and, and he falls and Barr starts the year as like the incumbent middle linebacker and he just doesn't show the athleticism you need, you get more grace, I think, with the fan base and even with the team psyche, right? Because the players kind of know at some point, sometimes they're a little delusional, but like they kind of know at some point we kind of have what we have or whatever. But if you have like if you get this haul, right, because there there is a draft strategy where you're kind of trading down that first pick and you're just getting a haul of defensive players. And then if you combine the two draft classes and again, like seeing who again broke his leg, I think, in, um, in London, like if he shows out right and you see something from Asamoah and then you see something from like two or three guys from this yeah. draft class. You go, yeah, they were wrong about Barr and they were, or, or even like they were kind of kidding themselves with Barr and Thielen. But at least you have this whole draft class because you enter the draft with like, you just can't guarantee that Thielen's any, you know, a receiver too. Again, I think he's more like a three that's a red zone or even like a third down target if he returns. And because Barr's on gone, and you're right, I guess you could bring back Hicks. I kind of think about him as gone in my mind just because like he did not, uh, you could see such a disparity like in athleticism yeah. with him. Yeah. Although I, I think Asamoah just makes everyone look bad. But but like I whether it's Hicks or there's gonna be somewhere someone kind of similar, I guess that's kind of the occupant or whatever. But I just I think it becomes harder to kind of convince yourself like now nah, we should go with the the hall. And I just worry that like you do look at the two classes together. It's fine for Quasi to say this. I won't believe that if you like you start stretching this for like year three or four. Um, but it's fine to take two class two classes and kind of combine them. Um to be fair, then that's what we should do mentally, right? We should look and go, well, how did these two classes look this year, next year, right? Or whatever. Yeah. And and uh, it's going to look different if you don't, if you use it. Because I think the problem with the 23rd pick is like, I that's, uh, it's in the Jefferson range, right? I mean, it's also yep. in the Redwall range, right? You know what I mean? And that's, that's unfortunately just kind of like where, listen, you can take a receiver much higher than that and they're not going to pan out. But like, yeah. for some reason, like that sticks in my mind that you just get such variance there. And like, Rieger too, right? Like, you yeah. Know, like, and Ra- here's the thing: like, this is because it just happened last year. It doesn't matter. But it's like when Rager made that catch. I'm trying to remember against who it was. It's before the indie game because the indie game basically just buried Rager right as a receiver. Yeah. yeah. Um, but when he made that deep catch, I was like, it looked ugly and stuff. But I was like, hey, Cousins still trusts him, and he made a downfield catch. And then I think it was like literally the next game in Indianapolis, he misidentified man versus his own coverage <clears throat> on the pick six. That was not really on cousins. And then he just gave up on a route and he may have been the third or fourth option. But like if you're Jalen Rager, if you're anyone who's a depth receiver, like here's the thing, say what you want about KJ Osborne. I don't think he gives up on routes, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he took the explosion from like failed kick returner, basically, or failed returner to remember that camp the next year. It was like, ah, he's, 
Yeah, it looks yeah. legit, right? Yeah. And part of that is like, this is how Thielen thrived in the league or whatever. They just become very precise route runners, right? They understand leverage. They they get in and out of cuts. They, if it's three yards, they're three yards, right? It's not, they don't go five. Rager just had to finish that route. And I think he gets a catch. And soon after that, like Jalen Naylor st- stepped in. And I, Naylor's actually a really interesting guy to me. It's just like, he is so far removed from being a receiver yeah. too. You know, it's more like, can he use his speed to be like, to get a couple of receptions this year or whatever. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what hurts is like, you have a first round talent who like, I think at one point Wes was kind of high on, right. He was saying like, we said, and as soon as that happens, you just go like, man, I mean, I, I think they'll give him a camp and they'll, they'll work him through, but like, we should be talking about uh, Rager like we are Osborne, right? I'm not saying guaranteed receiver too. It's more like he puts himself in the conversation and that's more credit to Osborne than anything else. But like, All right. Rager, Rager should be like competing for the Osborne spot in our mind. You know what I mean? <laughs> he just right. didn't because of that. And that's, I think that's the hardest thing to judge. Like Treadwell did look like a star in, in college. And um, to be fair, like people at the time were like, should he have taken Dotson? And Dotson was in the Vikings camp and then pan out. I mean, that's, I think that's the hardest thing is like they put themselves in a situation where they need to throw a lot of draft picks at the, at the draft or sorry, at the defense. And that's why it's so hard to like go with a receiver because if that player busts, you go that 23rd pick right. and two or three other picks, right? So that's a good point. Like for every Justin Jefferson, there's probably three or four Laquan Treadwell. So mm-hmm. if they take, you know, I just advocate for a receiver, but that, that, that by no means means they're going to have a guy come in and pan out and be great. Um, those guys bust all the time. Um, so do corners though. <laughs> and so do defensive players. And that's why the draft is so hard. And I think yeah. the, the, the good GMs kind of understand that. Like it is a crap shoot, right? Like you do your homework, you do, obviously you employ scouting departments and, and tons of scouts that go to X amount of games throughout the year. No one really knows what's going to happen, right? If people really knew what was going to happen, they would have taken Tariq Woolen in like the first round. He fell all the way to the third or fourth round, the second best corner in the draft last year. So, you know, they're, they're, it's educated decisions and educated guesses, but at the same time, like you, you're just doing the best you can with what's in front of you. And I honestly just hoping it works some of the time. I mean, I think I think it goes back to like crazy and the and and thinking logically, right? Not mm-hmm. emotionally. This is, I think, what they were aiming for when they made the hire. Right? Spielman was a super scout. Most of these GMs grew up as super scouts. Yep. I think they have draft crushes now. It's much they have much more information. They see the game at a different level, but it's not unlike your favorite draft person, right? Who goes right. like, man, any team that can get your hands on this guy, even you know, in the third round or whatever, like you got to go get him. Um, I think the this is why I think they're trading the, the first pick. I think Quasi's going, yeah, it's just like a series of percentages, right? They're they're right. just assessing like this guy has this percentage to be a, a impact player, this percentage to be a star, and this percentage to bust. And like that's why again, I just receiver and corner don't make a lot of sense to me because of the because you can kind of get them in the later rounds. Obviously, it's it's more sure. risky, but but also because of the bust rate. And I, again, just because bar panned out doesn't mean every inside linebacker will, but it does it does seem like certain positions you're gonna be more certain that like you're getting an NFL caliber player. And it truly is like you talk about the talent threshold, like there just were guys who were overexposed on the defense last year. Right. And I think again, Donatel was, wasn't right about everything, but I think what he wanted to say and wouldn't say was like, guys, I'm 
playing this conservatively because our guys will get burned. And by the way, they did at times, mm -hmm. you know? And so like to implement the Flores defense is much more aggressive defense. Flores is going, I need a certain level of talent. Otherwise, like my blitzes just don't work. The guys aren't quick enough to get at the quarterback or I can't isolate this guy over here on the outside receiver because he can't go one-on-one -on -one or whatever. So um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is, this is to be fair. This is, it sounds weird, but by intent, right? They competitive rebuild. They felt like they had enough. They looked at a 13 win season. They've, they've put pressure on themselves. Not that any team would lose intentionally, but mm -hmm. um, here we are where it's like, you have two positions that are very volatile that you need to address receiver and corner. And also you have a whole defense to fill out and that's not a enviable position. For sure. Well, clearly lots to talk about moving forward. Um, the off season will start to heat up now. Um, the combine is kind of the unofficial start to the off season and that's ongoing. Quasi uh, at is talking today. Um, we've been dropping down to one episode a week. We might come back with it with the second one this week um, just because there is so much to talk about. Um, so we'll check back in. If you're following us at Inside Purple and Gold, you'll you'll get it no matter when we we drop the episode or anywhere you get your podcast. So make sure you're following us. Make sure you're rating. Make sure you're reviewing. Um, but that's all we got today. Uh, thanks for stopping by. For Tom Schreier, I'm Dane Musitani. We'll talk to you next time.